hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review on AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com with your host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide, Lori's been selling real estate in Kern County for over three decades, during which time she successfully helped over 11,000 families meet their real estate needs. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, there's no better choice than the McCarty Group. Working with an expert makes the process easy and puts more money in your pocket. You can either Google the McCarty Group, that's M C A R T Y, or call 661 665 SOLD. That's 661 665 7653. And she or one of her partners will be delighted to help you. Let them make you their next success story. And a big good morning to you, Lori. Good morning, Adelaide. How are you doing this morning? I am doing excellent. My son's uh, basketball team won another game, so... All right. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd give him a shout out, but he says, Dad, don't say, don't, don't say my name. Oh, you know, he's at that age where he gets embarrassed easily, right? (laughs) It's so true. It's like, come on, I'll pull up right to the front of the school and drop you. No, no, no. No, no. no, Around the corner. Around the corner, Absolutely. (laughs) So how's your morning going so far? Well, you know, it's always a great day when I'm here at the radio station. I just love talking on the Kern County Real Estate Review. I've got listing appointments right after we're done, so I'm staying busy in this market. Um, any big plans for you this weekend? I will not be as busy as you, and I'm planning on taking it easy. <laughs> All right. Good for you. All right. So who are we interviewing this morning, and what are we talking about? Well, this morning, we have the pleasure of speaking with Kelly Archer from Kelly Archer Interiors. With Valentine's Day right around the corner, I thought it was the perfect time to bring on an interior decorator to give us some tips on how to fall back in love with your home again. You know that song, You've Lost That Love and Feeling by the Righteous Brothers? <laughs> yep. Well, maybe you're feeling that way about the place you call home. So um, I thought, hey, why not, before you decide to call it quits and call my office to sell your home, let's see if we can refresh your interior decor and fall back in love with your home. Okay? Now, if after this episode you still think you want to break up with your house, that's okay. Call me and I'll get it sold for you. But before we visit with Kelly, I want to talk about a really interesting real estate topic, digital real estate. Mm. So I'm curious if any of you have heard about digital real estate and taking it one step further, I'm really curious if anyone out there has invested in digital real estate. So if anyone out there has purchased digital real estate, shoot me a DM on social media or call the office because I would love to chat with you about it. For those of you who haven't heard about the digital real estate boom, it's a crazy concept to wrap your head around, but let me try to break it down for you. There is this thing online called the metaverse, 
And within this metaverse, you can own digital land. So what the heck is a metaverse? Well, the metaverse consists of digital realms imitating cities that exist within a virtual, three-dimensional setting, similar to what you experience in popular video games, such as Fortnite, Animal Crossing, and Roblox. The digital experience includes virtual reality, video streaming, gaming, digital avatars, and of course, artificial intelligence. Now, I know that this sounds crazy, and I'm sure some of you out there are rolling your eyes. I know I was when I first read about this. But investors are actually purchasing this digital real estate. Over the past few months, commercial real estate transactions in the metaverse have grown in volume. In October of last year, blockchain technology company Tokens.com acquired 50% of the first-ever virtual real estate company, Metaverse Group, for a whopping $1.7 million. Is that unbelievable, Adelaide? That is crazy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so although technically a Toronto-based company, this group's virtual headquarters resides in the virtual world Decentraland in what is known as Crypto Valley which is, of course, the digital equivalent of Silicon Valley. They also have a real estate investment trust with a plan to further populate their portfolio with digital properties in Decentraland and other realms, including Somnium Space, Sandbox, and Upland. And it might be counterintuitive, but believe it or not, space is limited. (laughs) Okay? I know. I just, this blows me away. So Decentraland only offers a maximum of 90,000 parcels of digital land. Now, Michael Gord, a co-founder of the Metaverse Group, said the following, quote, Imagine if you came to New York when it was farmland and you had the option to get a block of Soho. Gord said, If someone wants to buy a block of real estate in Soho today, it's priceless. It's not on the market. That same experience is going to happen in the metaverse. (laughs) I'm not sure about that, but okay if they say so. So, Adelaide, what about you? Would you purchase digital real estate? This is really interesting you bring this up today because maybe a week ago, I did a story about Snoop Dogg, Uh his house in the metaverse. People wanted to be his neighbor. Uh-huh. So they were paying up to $450,000 to buy a virtual house next to Snoop Dogg. And I'm thinking, like, do people have too much money? What's going on? He's Absolutely. not really there. Not- <laughs> I know. I don't. I, Virtually. Yeah. I, I'm just, I think I'm too old to really dive into this. Um, no, you're too smart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it, you, you know because you think about it as an investment. Okay, you buy right, it, get right. in, make some money, get out, but long term, right? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry. I think I'm going to stick to real estate in the real world. Yeah, real real estate. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. now without further ado, let me introduce our guest, Kelly Archer of Kelly Archer Interiors. So, good morning, Kelly. How are you doing? Good morning, and I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So help us get to know you a little better, and tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Well, I'm a born and raised native of Bakersfield, California. Awesome. Which I am proud of. <laughs> As you should um, be. I am a business owner here in town of Kelly Archer Interiors, and I'm a mom of two beautiful girls and been married this year 33 years. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. My high school sweetheart. So. Wow. You don't hear that story very often these days. Yeah, that's one I'm proud of for sure. That's wonderful. So before we dive into today's topic, which is how to love your home, can you tell us the difference between interior design and interior decorating? Uh, Are they one and the same, or is there a difference between those two terms? Well, they are one and the same, but there is a difference. Um, An interior designer is also an interior decorator. But sometimes an interior decorator can't help with, you know, remodeling and um, different things like that, like space planning and floor plans. And interior design, we do all of the floor plans and really, you know, from the ground up help with the whole entire process. Oh, perfect. So you'll have to forgive me as we go through today's show if I use those words interchangeably, but I really appreciate that explanation. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in the interior design business. Well, it was always a part of who I was. Even as a child, I would build, um, my dad was a radio announcer here in town, and he would um, bring home albums, and I would actually um, build walls with those albums and make Barbie homes and never play with the Barbies, but I built their homes. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, great. So it, yeah, so I've always been very creative and love homes and um, had my children in 94, 96, and then I started schooling at home and um, building my design boards and sending them through the mail and got my certification and just went on from there. So I've been doing it now for 23 years. Wow, that's great. Um, And so what inspired you to open Archer Interiors? Well, it's kind of a crazy story, but what happened, honestly, is my mom died. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Within five years, we lost seven family members, (gasps) and I just was in a really, you know, sad time, and I realized that it was important to ha- do my own destination and figure out, you know, what my destiny was. And mm-hmm. then I just thought, you know, I'm not scared of anything. If if someone isn't in the hospital, I've gone through the worst, and I'm not scared. And I'm just going to open this business and pray hard and trust this beautiful community who supports everybody. And it's been growing ever since. I started in my home in 2014, and it's just been a crazy ride, and I'm super, super grateful. Yeah, you have done a phenomenal job. I've kind of watched your career, and it has really taken off. Um, Tell us about the various services that you offer at Kelly Archer Interiors. Well, we um, do everything from helping you and your builder um, take all the aesthetics from your flooring to your tile and your kitchen cabinet color and your paint. And then through our business, we do floor plans and furniture placement and window treatments. And we are a furniture store at Kelly Archer Interiors. So we do all the aesthetics and do 3D renderings of what your home can look like room by room. 
That's fantastic. Don't you also help with remodeling as well? We do. We have a contractor we work closely with, and he has the brains, so he knows when I say, hey, I don't want this wall. He pulls me back and says, Kelly, we need that wall. (laughs) 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 So he's um, amazing, but we do remodels. We work with a contractor, if you have your own, and we go in and um, help you with all of your tile choices and cabinet choices and layout, and we help you with everything. That's fantastic. Um, Wow. I think this has been a really great introduction for us, Kelly, and I think it's a perfect place for us to take a short break. But before we do that, why don't you tell our listeners how they can reach Kelly Archer Interiors? You can reach us. um, We are actually at 3510 Allen Road here in Bakersfield, Suite 102 and 103, and our phone number is 661-809-2687. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Kelly, and stay tuned. We're going to be back in a minute after this short break. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com, where you can tour all the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch. Request an in-person tour. Find out the value of your home and see the McCarty Group's success stories. Ranked number eight in North America for Coldwell Banker and the only Kern County realtor to be listed in the Wall Street Journal's Top 100 Agents for 2021, she is truly an expert in her field. Her desire, as well as that of her team, is to not only achieve their clients' goals, but to exceed their expectations. So let them do just that. And we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. Hi, Dennis Prager here for Lori McCarty, host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. If you've got questions about real estate, she's got answers. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. right here on KNZR 1560 AM 97.7 FM. Now that's smart. And we're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. If you're thinking about selling but need to make some renovations first, you'll want to contact Lori to find out about her amazing program designed to help sellers get their home ready to sell. It's called the McCarty Line of Convenience, or MLOC for short. This program allows sellers to tap into their equity for renovations and repairs. There's no interest or fees associated with the MLOC. It's simply paid back at the close of escrow. Call 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653 to see if you qualify for this exclusive program designed to help maximize your selling price. And if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Kelly Archer of Kelly Archer Interiors. And so, Kelly, what is the craziest request you have had from a client for interior designing? Oh, my gosh. 
There's been a lot. I almost feel embarrassed to say some of them. <laughs> um, I had a client that wanted a purple velvet sofa. <laughs> wow. Ooh. I know. Uh, that is We unique... did it. We could do anything. We did it. Well, that is great. That is a oh, unique wow. request, and, and it really shows your versatility. Um, so now, before the break, we were talking about your business, and I know that you have a large team there at Kelly Archer Interiors. Tell us all about them. We do have a big team, and it's actually kind of a surreal experience to walk into the facility and see all my employees. I have three interior designers under me, junior designers. Um, most of them, most of them are either in design school or they have graduated. Um, I have my des- my assistant, and then I have a team of three that run the storefront. Okay. That's great. Now, if someone was to hire you or one of the other designers on the team uh, to decorate their home, uh, what would that process look like? Can you walk us through that? Sure. If you call us, um, we we do what's called an intake, and um, it's usually Jacqueline, my assistant, who takes them. We're going to ask you all the different questions about what you want to do with your home, what your design needs are. Um, she asks everything from the, your name, your address, your pet's name, if you have children, what your lifestyle's like. Um, and then she brings it to me, and we kind of decide who gets it. It's either, you know, one of my junior designers, or if it's a large project, it would be me. Mm-hmm. And then we go out to the home, and we call it a house call. And when we get there, we just walk around and get to know the client and get to know the space and we figure out what they want, we measure, we come back, we do a 3D floor plan and start sourcing fabrics for the furniture, wallpaper, lighting, we source everything, and then we present the design to the client. Okay. What if we don't know exactly what it is we want? It's very important to get to know the client. A good interior designer is going to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I always stress this, and it's it's crazy, but a lot of people always want a look of someone else's. And I try to tell them, I'm like, if you go shopping for clothes on your back, you're going to get what you want for yourself. Right? Why can't you do that for your home? Mm-hmm. So we just try to really get people to be authentic. Everybody has a colorway. Some mm-hmm. people are warm tone people, and you can usually tell by the personality if they're a warm tone person. They're the life of the party. And then you have the cool tone people who are the wallflowers or the introverts. But I can always tell what kind of person just by talking to them for a few minutes. And that's just my, you know, expertise. I just get to know you. And it's imperative that our design is about you. It's not about us. That is very interesting. I've never heard it phrased that way. That's really great. Um, so when you're working with these clients, what would you say is the most important factor when designing a room? Is it appealing to their authentic self or is it something else? No, it's that. It's absolutely that. Your home should tell your story. Um, I'm very passionate about what I do. And when I walk into someone's home, I take it all in. I want to see, you know, found objects from your travels to Europe or 
photos of you and your husband or significant other at the beach, but I want to get to know you through your things. And if you're only going for the things that your friend is going for, you're not being authentic. So absolutely it has to be being you. It's all about you. Your house tells your story. No one else's. Okay. Very cool. So from the other side, uh, when potential clients are meeting with uh, interior designers or decorators um, and trying to decide who they want to be working with, what should they be looking for in those designers or decorators? What should they be asking of, of those potential decorators or designers? Well, it's really about a connection. You have to connect with the person. I feel like my clients are like family to me. I get to know them so well that I can do any room in their house, and I know I'm doing it for them. Um, in my industry, a lot of designers have this huge ego, mm-hmm. and they think, you know, they walk in and they kind of have this thing where they'll go, oh, no, you can't do that, and oh, that's hideous, or they say all these things. And that's not being a good person, for one, but it's also not being a good designer for the client. So just get to know your person, make sure it is your person, and that you can communicate and they hear you and they are listening. That's the most important thing. Well, that's why I think it's so interesting that you you find out the name of the pets and the children and, and all of that because all of that goes into who the person is and, and what's important to them, right? Well, for sure, because we need to know that if dogs are going to get on the sofa, what kind of fabrics we're going to use. We need to know what you do for fun. If you are you love to go to the mountains and you're a skier, I will do certain design elements based on who you are and your loves in life, you know. Um, it's just so important that the designer takes their ego out and doesn't do anything based on their own wants and needs that they have the focus clearly on the client, and and it's all about them. That's so great. So setting all that aside, um, I'm sure you have your own particular uh, aesthetic or style um, that if you were given free reign to do your own house, right, Mm -hmm. um, how would you describe your style or your aesthetic? My style is... More, I mean, it's funny. I've kind of gone through a metamorphosis because my husband and I bought a second home mm-hmm. um, at the Central Coast, and now I'm going, I don't have to bring anything from the house I have here. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so now I'm like, I'm very Scandinavian. I'm like almost half Norwegian, and I love Scandinavian design. I love clean lines, but mm-hmm. in my home here, it's very traditional. Okay. So I think because I've been doing this for so long, I kind of admire everything. Right. That's great. Um, and I, I would imagine that, that in your line of work that you have to really have an appreciation for all the different styles. Is that right? For sure. Absolutely. Just like you do with houses, you know, when you're, you have to see the beauty in everything. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's kind of funny because... Um, it used to be that I would would be showing property or see a home and I'd go, oh my gosh, I found it. And my husband would say, that's great. Now go sell it to someone else. Oh my um, gosh, how funny. That's great. <laughs> um, <clears throat> 
So over the past few years, you know, we've we've had this farmhouse and rustic and modern farmhouse style and and other variations of that that have been popular over the last few years. Um, what do you see on the horizon for the future of design and, and decorating trends? For one, I always tell everybody that a trend is a trend, mm-hmm. and if it's not truly who you are, don't get on board. If you're going to go with a trend, buy a pillow, but don't gut your house <laughs> to be a farmhouse when you live in a Mediterranean. <laughs> I love that. That's a great concept. Um, but the farmhouse, the white walls, the white kitchens, everything very like monotone and clean um, is kind of out now. So now what's happening is we're seeing dark green painted cabinets in the kitchen. We're seeing color come back. Mm -hmm. And typically what happens is just like with clothing, the design kind of goes with the time. So if the economy is doing good, you'll see more color, you'll see more glitz and glamour, you'll see a lot more um, opulence. If the economy is low, you'll see burlap and, and woven and real, like, earthy. So I say stick to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't want a dark green kitchen and you still like a white kitchen, like me, I love a white kitchen, so mm-hmm. my kitchen here in Bakersfield is white. My kitchen at at the coast is going to be black. So just be authentic and see the trends, appreciate them. If they're you, get on board. If they're not, don't be a part of it. I love that. So if people are falling out of love with their their home currently or they're feeling stale about their surroundings, what are some of the things that they can do to, to fall back in love with their surroundings? I always think the most important thing when I go into a home and people are feeling that way, it's usually like if you can just paint the walls and get a fresh perspective on the walls, it usually helps you to see things better. Back in the day, you know, we had the old gold and the dark kind of caramely colored walls. Then we went to white. Um, So some of these people that have the dark, gloomy houses, they feel that. And color evokes your feeling. So if you are in a moody room, you're going to have a mood. Where if you're in a happy room, you feel happier. So sometimes paint is the best way. You can buy some new pillows for your sofa, take the old ones off, get some new pillows. Get a vase and and buy yourself fresh flowers every week. There's some little tips that just kind of help with what you have if you don't want to go all brand new and spruce it up with new furniture. Well, I had wondered if it could be just as simple as a fresh coat of paint or or maybe even, as you suggest, changing the pillows or changing the color scheme uh, and freshening the soft furnishings that you have in a room. Um, what about changing the lighting or rearranging the furniture? Can, can those change the way that we feel about our, our homes? Absolutely. Your furniture placement's huge. Um, I don't study feng shui and like use it as much, but there is things about furniture placement that makes you feel like either there's a stop sign that's not allowing you in or there's a good flow. So sometimes people, right when I walk into someone's home, I could tell right away if their furniture needs to move. Um, Sometimes they have too much in a room or it's not properly placed. So yes, I agree with that. Um, Lighting is huge because it's it's crazy. Yesterday we were at a client's home and he, he goes, just 
the paint looks weird here, but it's good here. And we look at every single light bulb is a different color. Oh, <laughs> well, that could make the difference, yes. Right. We're like, well, this is a warm light, and then here you have blue. So uh-huh. if we change them all to one single colored light bulb, the new LEDs are so crisp, too. So they if you are. can get mm-hmm. your can lights changed out to LEDs, that makes a huge difference. It really does. So obviously, inspiration in this process uh, is incredibly important. Um, so, so what is it that inspires you? What gets your creative juices flowing? Traveling. Really? And yeah, where do you I, like to travel I, well, to? Rodney and I, we love to travel, and obviously with COVID, I mean, we can all—we almost don't even know what year it is. It's crazy, but I know. going on um, trips to Europe, I've gone to, on a Viking river cruise um, to Bordeaux for wine tasting in mm. France, mm-hmm. and just looking at their architecture and looking, I, my favorite thing is just to watch people live. Okay. And so if I travel and go to the coast and walk, you know, in little towns and watch people just interacting and little homes and see how, I just, I get inspired off of the human race and the different cultures. Where's your next place you want to travel to? We are going in October. We're flying into Milan, Italy, Mm. and we're going to do a Viking River cruise from Switzerland up to Amsterdam. Oh, beautiful. That's going to be wonderful. You're going to have a wonderful time. So excited. Oh, that's great. Um, So aside from traveling, are there other resources that you utilize for design inspiration? Yes, I love to follow my fellow designers on Instagram. Um, When I go to market twice a year, so there's a huge furniture market um, in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. That is High Point Market is amazing. The whole entire town is interior design. Okay. So going to market inspires me, meeting um, other designers and collaborating. They might do things different. If I am in a design book and see a room and they, they could put a piece of art in the wrong spot and I notice it right off and then I, I'm intrigued and then I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll do that. You know, I just, I love to get inspired by other people. Well, and I was going to say, and what makes it the wrong spot? Well, there's, and that's the thing, is if you're a designer long enough, you can break all the rules and you're cool. <laughs> but, uh, well, because you want art at eye level. And so the other day I was on Instagram and this designer I follow, and I just absolutely love her, she put an art piece under a window. Oh, that is and, interesting. Right. And when and, and the the balance of where she had a a beautiful tree in the corner, and then the drapery, it kind of just focused, your eye focused on that art piece. I've never thought of it. I never would do that, because I always wanted at eye level. I want to look at art. Mm-hmm. Well, she actually showcased it by doing that, and I literally stared at that for five minutes. I was so intrigued by her decision that it inspires me to do some crazy stuff. <laughs> oh, I may have to have you do something like that in my house. That, that, that is just fascinating. It really is. Wow. So let's talk about uh, paint colors for the future. What trends are you seeing? I mean, I know we've seen a lot of gray. Um, Do you think that trend is going to continue? Or as you mentioned, are we starting to see more opulent colors take place? Actually, gray is completely out. It's 
it's mm-hmm. really out. Sometimes certain communities take a while to get on board, but right now we're going back to having like a light tan wall, something that not gold, mm-hmm. but having a little bit of color on your wall. Um, green is the actual color of the year. Okay. So sage green, earth, anything that has to... Because what's funny is a lot of people don't realize that a neutral color, neutral can be green, can Mm -hmm. be brown, can be white, can be blue. Anything that's in nature of what is in our earth is actually a neutral. Okay. So it's kind of like just colors in. Color is in it back, you know. I don't know if it's going to be a red wall back like it was when we were doing Tuscan, which I'm so glad is gone. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, having a little color on your wall and even painting your cabinets, like I said before, a beautiful hunter green is with the gold handles. It's absolutely stunning right now. It is. I've Mm. seen that trend, and that that is gorgeous. Um, So looking to the past, um, what is a decorating fad from the past that, you wish would make a comeback? Well, you know what's funny? In our industry, everything comes back, just like bell-bottoms try to come back every right. so many years. <laughs> <laughs> so some, I, you know, I've seen it all come back, so it's not there's nothing I really wish would come back, because to me, if it's something I love, I'm going to do it anyway. Right. The thing I don't want to come back is Tuscan. Okay, mm. okay. What about popcorn ceiling? Uh, that no. is never coming back. <laughs> Phew, thank goodness Have you ever had to that. take oh. that off yourself? Yes, oh, it's, it. the, it's the worst. <laughs> it's horrible. And yes. why do you not want Tuscan to come back? Well, because I've been to Italy twice, and I've stayed in Tuscany, and our version of Tuscan isn't what really Tuscany is like. It's an American version of Tuscan, which... As Americans, we always go over the top, and we have more money than any other country, and we do everything kind of over the top. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. And Tuscan is a farming region, very similar to Kern County. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of raw wood, a lot of natural elements. They don't do, you know, heavy drapes with tassels and the dark colors, and all the art is exactly the same with the reds and it's just not like that it's more natural it's more collected i love collected homes and again i'll go back to when you travel and when you go to your favorite place with your husband you collect and your home tells a story and that's what tuscany is like it's definitely not what we made it into (laughs) okay perfect and if, if i could just comment real quick on this last section it sounds like a lot of these ideas are low budget, or for people on a budget, you can make these changes, upgrades, even the the proper Tuscan, you know, and, uh-huh. and you can do it on, on a pretty low budget, it sounds like. I mean, is that... I told yes. I absolutely think that you don't have to spend a lot of money to have a gorgeous home. You just don't. You mm. You have to be authentically yourself. I'd rather a wall be empty than to just go to Target and fill it up with something that you just want something there. Just wait. Just wait for the right thing. Um, Love your home. Love your environment. And love your things. Don't just put Mm. stuff everywhere. Make sure it's well thought out and you. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's critical is it 
as she said earlier, I think it needs to absolutely be a reflection of you and what you love and and not just, oh, I need something to fill that space. Okay, great. And can we talk man caves later? Absolutely. <laughs> you want to. I'll do it if you want. If we have time, Adelaide, which oh, okay. we'll watch I don't the know time. if we we'll really will or not. <laughs> oh, but this has been some great information, Kelly. Um, and I have a ton more questions for you. Um, but I think it's a great place for us to take a break. Um, before we do, can you tell us again how we can reach you? Sure. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. And we are at 3510 Allen Road here in Bakersfield. And our number is 661-809-2687. Perfect. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review. This morning we're visiting with Kelly Archer of Kelly Archer Interiors. I'm Laurie McCarty, your host here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR. And we're streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be right back. It's no fun missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing. You're listening to KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at The Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Saturday mornings. And this morning, we're talking with Kelly Archer of Kelly Archer Interiors. And Kelly, tell our listeners how they can reach you. You can reach us at 661-809-2687, and you can find us at 3510 Allen Road in Bakersfield, California, and you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and our website, kellyarcherinteriors.com. Perfect. So, Kelly, before the break, we were talking about uh, decorating trends from the past that we hope did not make a comeback, um, (laughs) particularly uh, that over-the-top Tuscan uh, feel that as Americans we tend to um, overdo. I was also thinking, I really hope shag carpet doesn't make a comeback. (laughs) That uh, was not something that I was real fond of. Um, But um, 
what are some of the biggest uh, design faux pas that you're seeing people make as they are uh, trying to redo their homes themselves? Usually the biggest faux pas is not knowing what color paint to use, and they don't take into consideration if they have a patio cover or, you know, if you have a dark room that doesn't have natural light and then you put a dark color in it, you turn into a cave. Oh, yes. So it's important that you take into consideration your natural lighting when you're thinking of a color. Another thing that um, happened the other day is I saw someone had navy blue in their bathroom, and I looked at her and I thought, okay, you think you're sick. You're not. It's your paint. (laughs) 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 The last thing you should have is blue paint that reflects back at you, and then you look at your face, and you're thinking, why do I have the dark circles under my eyes? It's the paint, lady. It's the paint. (laughs) Uh, I hadn't even thought about that, but you're 100% right. Um, I, I can't imagine. I mean, the... The hours it must take to figure out the right color to uh, to put on the various walls um, and to coordinate everything. I mean, how do you develop that? It's just over time. You just get better with, you know, sometimes you have to make a mistake to learn. Mm-hmm. And over all the years, I've just, it's become easy. The hardest paint is white. Because of the various different shades of white, right? Yes, and also reflection. You can paint a room white, and then it looks blue. And why does it look blue? Because your pool's reflecting into it. Ah, okay. Or your green grass is making it look green. Okay. So you have to take into all these considerations of what reflections are going to come in or, you know, the different shading of lighting and everything. But, yeah, paint is hard. Um, trial and error, you just learn along the way. Okay. Is that why sometimes um, I've, I've heard that uh, designers will, in the same color wave <clears throat> throughout a home, will paint two or three different shades of the same basic color because the light is reflecting differently throughout the home? Yeah, because if you have a dark hallway, you might want to go lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you turn a corner and, you ha- and then you have this this shadow and it makes that light color then turn dark. So yeah, you could do different shades according to how the house changes, you know, in different areas. So that it actually winds up looking as if it's the same basic color throughout, but yet you've used two or three different colors to achieve that look. Is that right? That is right. And it is, it takes a professional to do that. Um, It's hard to get that right. Okay. Um, Is it still, um, a trend that the ceilings are being painted a different color than the walls? Um, sometimes. I prefer just keeping the ceiling white. Um, it, it, in, unless it's a beautiful ceiling that, you know, sometimes there's a wood beam running through. But I, to me, if you have just too much color on the ceiling, it feels like a dark cloud ah. that's mm-hmm. hanging over you. Okay. And... I always tell people, it's like, think about your floor being a darker color and your ceiling being a darker color, and you're standing in the middle. You're the cream and the Oreo. <laughs> you know? It's dark. Right. And That's... so sometimes a dark ceiling does not work. Right. And so it, every house, every space is different, and you have to take into consideration that. 
So overall, um, from and and of course, I'm sure it depends on how large the the project is. But for for your average project, from start to finish, how long does that process take you? Well, this is a question that I was hoping you weren't going to answer or ask me. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's 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 actually COVID, and we all know it. It's not Mm -hmm. that something that you don't know. I'm sure you're expecting me to say a certain thing. I'm going to say. Right now, back in the day, you know, circa 2019, right, <laughs> right, you got to say 12 weeks, right, for your custom furniture to arrive, right. and this is upholstery that's made in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Now we are running. We're told to tell clients 28 weeks. <gasps> wow, I know, it's a lot. So. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that we are as busy as we are, even though it's taking so long. But, like, if someone right now knows that they're having their family reunion, you know, for Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. they need to come in now so we can have the house done. You can't wait or just think you're going to get something. It just, the supply chain is so crazy since COVID, and... They keep telling us that they hope the first quarter things are going to change, and now they're saying the second quarter. Right. So I just keep my fingers crossed and tell my clients that anything worth having is worth waiting for because you're going to wait. Absolutely, and I think that realistically, people, um, you need to think that it may not change until 2023 yes. or beyond. Um, right. So I, I think you're absolutely right, Kelly, that you know if you're you're thinking about hosting a, a Thanksgiving or Christmas event, now is the time to get in and, and to get with you to, to start ordering that stuff. Absolutely. Um, so let's let's talk about um, if we're, you know, Adelaide mentioned earlier that um, some of this can be done by sticking to a budget. So if we are trying to stick to a budget when we're decorating, um where can people save, and, and where should they try to splurge? I always say that you should splurge and spend the majority of your money on your upholstery. Okay. Because we live in our living rooms. We talk and have our, our family together. We congregate where the kitchen and living room is. So to me, that's your hub of the home, and that's where you should spend the money. You can get an inexpensive end table that will last you forever. Mm-hmm. But a sofa, it needs to be comfortable. You need to invest in nice upholstery. So one, you're comfortable and you're not going to get back pain, Right. but you'll have nice fabrics and things that will last you. A life of a sofa, if, if you take care of it and you rotate your cushions and you've invested, should be a good 10, 15 years. Okay. You shouldn't have to buy cheap upholstery and every two years it's flat cushions and you need something new you shouldn't have to do that okay uh what about lighting and art um is that an area that we need to splurge in or is that an area that can be budget conscious lighting is funny i think that lighting has more of that trend feel that you go it ebbs and flows um and you don't have to spend a lot of money to get a really cool light fixture i've seen cool things at lowe's so, I mean, I don't think you need to unless, if let's say you're in a $2 million home and you have the most beautiful foyer and this beautiful staircase, you need the right chandelier. Absolutely. 
But for us normal people, <laughs> you don't. You can get a chandelier that is beautiful and clean and clean lines, you know, something that can mm-hmm. stand the test of time. Um, art, art is very personal. Mm-hmm. If you're an art collector, then you collect and you get the beautiful things. I, I love art. I'm a crazy art person. Um, but again, just make sure it's you. Make sure you love, love, love it. Your heart lunges in your chest when you see something. Okay. And if it doesn't and you hem and haw and go, well, you know, maybe it'll work. I think you don't like it. It's either yes or no. There's no in between. I love that. Do you ever run into clients that won't let stuff go? Yes, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm very, very nice about it because it's their things. It's their home. I just try to relocate it. Mm -hmm. So if someone, let's say someone loves that Tuscan art and and they want to lighten up and and she's like, I just love this. I'm like, okay, let's put it in your office. Let's, you know, relocate it. You can still have it. It's your home, but it just won't work here anymore. Ah, okay, okay. All right. So how about some advice for our first-time buyers? What what advice would you give them when they are just starting out uh, for decorating their home for the first time? So like a first-time home buyer? Mm-hmm. I would just be good to the home and be good to yourself and take it slow. You don't have to spend a lot of money really quickly. Make sure you have a really good base paint color. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure, to me, you start, you make sure that living room, great room area with the kitchen is done because that's where the majority of life happens. Right. You, you could do your master bedroom later, um, things like that. You know, there's times you, you don't have to get it all done at one. Because I think that when people feel like they need to get it all done, they make bad decisions. Right. Mm. I, think, I think you're absolutely right. I think that that is... Um, when when they're feeling like, um, okay, I have this whole house ahead of me, um, I've got to get everything done. Um, that they rush, that they that they try to fill each space, and as you said, they don't pick things that they necessarily love. Exactly, and then when they call me, I'll hear I hear it all the time when someone goes, I've tried to do it. And I, and I bought that, and it just didn't work, and then I bought this, and it just didn't work, and then now I'm just stuck with all this stuff, and I think, gosh, if you would have saved that money, mm-hmm. you just have stuff, and we just have to get rid of it now. So I just think, just take a minute, really think about who you are, what your colorway is, what you want the home to look like, and go step by step. Perfect. What about for our empty nesters? Uh, what advice would you give them as they are now having to redecorate when their children have moved out, um, as they're trying to refresh that space and, and figure out what to do with those perhaps now empty bedrooms? Well, this is where we'll talk about the man cave. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> I know. Um, so I'm an empty nester, and so my husband also has a business, and he has an office, and then we have a sitting area, and we have one guest bedroom, and so the sitting area has a record player, it it has a sofa and some swivel chairs, and my husband and I, like, at, at the end of the day, like to go in there, and we might have a cocktail and listen to some vinyl, oh, and kind fun. of like decompress and like talk about our day. Mm-hmm. So I loved I love that kind of vibe, 
um, if the husband wants to have a man cave, this is the time because when you're raising your kids, all the money goes to the kids. Mm -hmm. So you might want a little den with a TV and a nice leather sofa and just, you know, that's where, you know, at least me, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but all the, like, framed jerseys and crazy football memorabilia and all of that sometimes, or or the hunter who has a million carcasses on the wall, (laughs) sometimes it doesn't go throughout the house, but we love to make a really cool loungy room for that man cave. So, yes, put it there. I love put it there <laughs> and shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Now, do you have an office in your home, Kelly? Or do you not keep anymore. that? Not anymore. I did my office out of my home for a period of time, and then as I grew, um, I have it here. I really want my home to be my sanctuary, to be my getaway place, and not feel like I have to work, although I'm mm-hmm. always in my head thinking of everything. I have to have mm-hmm. one place that I can mm-hmm. decompress. Yeah, I, I've i tried that, but I find that uh, for me, it it's still critical to have um, a place at home where, oh gosh, I need to go take care of this, so let me just run into the office at home and log into the computer at the office and take care of, you know, 10 minutes worth of work um, so that I can get it done. Because otherwise, I I feel like it's hanging over my head. Um, I, I, I wanted not to work at all at home, and it just doesn't seem to, to work out that way. Well, with COVID, too, everybody started working at home. Mm-hmm. And so there's a whole new generation of people that don't even have to go to work anymore because a lot of the companies decided to, that they could save money not having overhead and you could stay at home and work. Right. But again, what you just said about who you are told me a story. And so if I was in your home designing your home, I know that you need to have a nice office. Right. And I, would, I know that that's how you live. And that's the kind of questions I ask. I always want to know how people live because function is everything. If I take function away from a client... They will hate their space. Ah, didn't even think about it that way, but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So, Adelaide, I know we're getting close to the end of the show. Um, what questions do you have for Kelly before we let her go? Well, I, I think about when you when you mentioned the workspace and everything too. But I, I see a trend now too with like an Airbnb. Mm. People people saying, oh, "Okay, I'm going to set up this room, my extra room, as an Airbnb." Mm-hmm. Is there is there any suggestions or tips for that if someone wanted to do that? Yeah, I've actually been to some Airbnbs, and I'm thinking, this person should not be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy to me, because even in my guest room, um, the bathroom and stuff, I have everything stocked. So an Airbnb, you the person wants to go in, and they want to have shampoo and conditioner mm-hmm. and, and nice soaps and it to feel like, a luxury moment, even though it's not. If you do all the little bells and whistles, it kind of feels that way, and then the people will want to come back. Put a gift basket on the bed oh, of okay. Bakersfield things, okay. if, if it's an Airbnb here. You know, gosh, Bakersfield, we have so many cool things. Yeah. We have all the nuts, and we have dwarves chews, and we have all these things. So, do a little gift basket of who we are, um, and just make sure you have really nice linens. People, 
Nice. So linen. Good sheets. Clean. And this. Oh, one more tip. Do not use colored sheets. Ah. It's gross. Okay. Think about going to a nice luxury hotel and pulling back the blankets and it's blue. <laughs> it would be gross because you don't know what's in there. Everybody in all great. homes across America should have white sheets and white towels. You can keep them white. You can bleach them. They are clean. They are crisp, and they're beautiful. That is my tip. If you heard anything today, hear that. <laughs> I oh, love that, great. Kelly. That that's great. great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy day to be with us this morning. Uh, I know this has been incredibly informative for all of our listeners, and I really appreciate you for taking the time to share your design wisdom with us. I hope our listeners will go visit your storefront if they haven't been there before. There are some adorable and unique finds there. Tell us one more time where your store is located and how they can get in touch with you. Well, thank you for having me. I had a blast today. It was so much fun talking to you, too. Um, Our store is located at 3510 Allen Road in Bakersfield. Um, Suite 102 is the storefront. Suite 103 is our design studio. Um, Our phone number is 661-809-2687. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And our website is kellyarcherinteriors.com. Thanks again, Kelly. And now before we say goodbye until next week, I want to say how excited we are to be in this new time slot on Saturdays and to thank all of you for tuning in today and each and every week. Hopefully we've given you some incredible knowledge about designing and we've provided a little more clarity into the world of real estate today. I know Adelaide and I both look forward to visiting with you again next Saturday at 11 a.m. And if by chance you miss an episode of the show or know someone who would enjoy this information and who's otherwise occupied at this time, no worries. We've got the perfect solution. You can catch the encore presentation of this each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. here on KNZR, just before Sean Hannity. And if that doesn't work, we have one more option. You can now hear this show and all previous shows wherever you get your podcast. Just search Kern County Real Estate Review to listen to your heart's content. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review, wishing you and yours a wonderful rest of the day and a fantastic week ahead. You're listening to 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week. Hey, you confused about real estate? Sean Hannity here, and I can tell you as an active real estate investor, well, just like the stock market, it can go up one day and down the next. Home values and sales, they fluctuate on a dime. Now, even though I bought and sold homes for years all across this great country, one thing I will always do is partner with a sharp real estate agent that truly studies local and national market trends, that knows the real value of homes, and most importantly, knows how to generate demand regardless of the market. And the good news is you have a truly amazing agent right in your backyard. I'm talking about Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker. She has an amazing team working for her that doesn't miss a single detail. Her system is so bulletproof, well, she can create demand for your home at a deadline that you agree to or she will buy it herself. 
Now, real estate doesn't have to be frustrating or scary. Call Lori McCarty today at 665-SOLD. That's 665-SOLD. Online, themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Go there and you can start packing. 